Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. Hello and welcome to another episode of Whispers from the Dark. I am your host, Barnaby, and today I am with Ma. How you doing? Okay. Okay. I'm from good to okay. Good to okay. Alright. Uh, we are on our way home right now. It's a little rough road here. Uh, we are on our way home from... Uh, where are we come from? St. St. Ignis. St. Ignis. Michigan. I cannot pronounce the name of that. It's Agnes, St. Ignatius, St. Ignacio. I don't know what the hell name of the city is. Ignis. St. Ignis. Yeah? Yeah, that's Is that right? That's right? Okay, St. Ignis. And uh, so we're on our way home from there. We just had a uh, Bigfoot convention. And uh, we uh, we had a booth there. Yeah. Set up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hocking our t-shirts and DVDs and such. And uh, who else we have there? We had uh, Mr. Ken Gerhard. Yeah. Uh, we got to hang out with him again. Uh we met him in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan a couple weeks ago and uh, met him again this. I actually got to hear, hear him speak. He was in the, the vendors were around the outside of the convention and then the speakers were right in the middle uh, with all the chairs and stuff. So I thought that was a really nice setup that, you know, the, all the vendors, no matter what, got to hear the speaker. So we got to hear uh, his whole thing this today. Mm-hmm. And that was nice getting to hear him talk. And uh, he spoke about uh, his book. His book, yeah, and that would be the Essential Guide to Bigfoot, among other books that he has. He has the Essential Guide to the Loch Ness monster and other lake lake monsters or sea serpents or something like that. And uh, what's his other book? Something birds, and it's about like thunderbirds and other winged cryptids and that. And he's got a third, mysterious beings. I believe is his third book, and uh, or fourth book, I guess. Um, but he, he was he was selling those there, and uh, I got his last copy of the bird book, so that's why I'm not as familiar with the title because I haven't read it, and I finally got a copy of it, so got that. Uh, and also speaking at the convention was uh, Charlie Raymond from the Kentucky Bigfoot Research Organization, I believe. I think that's what it was. Um, and he spoke about his uh, research down in Kentucky, obviously, and that was pretty interesting. What'd you think? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never heard any of the speakers before, so I mean, it's other than videos online and those are edited. podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're interesting. I mean, it's it's better than listening to a podcast where you can't see the pictures. That they're explaining, so you actually got to see what they're talking about. If you haven't seen Charlie Raymond in person, um, I I suggest it because he actually, in his presentation, shows pictures that he can share in the presentation but have not been released. Uh, Not online, not in his book, nowhere, Uh, but he has permission to show them at the the things doesn't let you take pictures or anything of them um but there are some very compelling pictures of bigfoot that are uh, on 
his presentation. So if you get a chance to see that and uh, go check out his website as well. And he's got a book out now too. Um, I think he just, I think he said he just got it out of, like a little while ago, maybe this year. Uh, and it's, what's it called? Blue, bluegrass? Bluegrass something. Yeah, it's volume one. It's Bluegrass, Bigfoot, something like that. I bought his book today too, but I haven't read it obviously, so yeah, again, can't tell you the name of it. Bluegrass something. It's available on Amazon. Uh, go check that out. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good convention, I think. Uh, they have food provided. Yeah. That was nice. Unlike the last two conventions yeah. that didn't have food at all and uh, no water. Yeah, nothing. But we had we had pizza, salad, uh, Gatorade, water, and uh, yeah, the whole convention was put on by the Upper Peninsula Bigfoot Research Organization, and that would be um, obviously Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Um, and the guy Rich, uh, he was kind of like Rich and uh, who was the other guy? Jim. Yeah. Jim. Rich and Jim were putting it on, and, and they're really nice guys we got to talk to rich after the the convention for a little while and he invited us up to to go squatching with him so we'll we'll see if we have time and our schedules meet up and stuff he had a couple of locations and stuff that he wanted to take us out and show us so that sounded like some fun so uh we might uh be heading out with the upper peninsula bigfoot organization sometime in the future and uh, i'm sure you'll see that on an episode or at least hear about it on a podcast if nothing else um, anything else from the convention? Well, they let Trevor speak. Oh, did yep. A, a really nice little presentation on whether Bigfoot was man or beast. Yep. And he makes his point very clear at the end. So I don't know if he's <laughs> yes. going to speak anywhere else, but it was very, yep. very well done. He was he was a young young kid. Uh, Carpenter, I think. Trevor Carpenter. Carpenter. I didn't Trevor catch his Trevor name. Yeah. It was on the screen. Yeah. I, I didn't read that. I think that's what his name is. Trevor. Yeah. I don't know how old he was. He was, he was a younger you kid, know. probably like middle school. Maybe, yeah, maybe a teenager. Yeah, maybe not. But yeah, he put on a, a presentation, and and I'll say that I I wasn't really impressed <laughs> through the whole presentation until he got to the punchline, mm -hmm. and then it was. Well, you son of a gun. All right, I, I got it. Yeah, you got me there. All right. And then, it, then his whole presentation made sense. And it was it was a good good presentation. Yeah. He really he got his point across. And that's that's what counts. And yep. He is the, the Escanaba Bigfoot. I, I No, Bigfoot. What, it ends in a D. <laughs> we met too many people and too much stuff. And it's been a long weekend already. It's the Escanaba Bigfoot, yeah, um, but it, it ends in a D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, something. Yeah. It was an unusual name. Yeah, it was. It was a weird, a weird term because it's usually like society or organization or something. But it wasn't. It was a depository or. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Bigfoot. I'm director. Was, I don't know. Sorry, kid. Yeah. Sorry. You, you impressed me, but um, your name was at the beginning, yeah, and you should have gave it again at the end. Give a name at the end. I knew it was Escanaba. Okay. Escanaba something Bigfoot 
Uh, yeah, directive but, or something like that. Yeah, it was it was a weird word at the end, but it, it, it definitely was a D. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I can't think of what word it was. Get out your dictionary. Look up all the D words. You'll find it. Yeah, eventually, if you just go through the Ds, it's it's one of those. It's one of those words. Uh, just keep searching Escanaba, Bigfoot, and D. <laughs> Don't search that. Do not search that. Escanaba, Bigfoot, D. Yeah. Anyway. No. <laughs> yeah, don't search that. That's like a lot of other things that you shouldn't type in yeah. by mistake on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so. then uh, Rich and um, Jim. Escanaba. They, they, yeah, we're just coming through Escanaba right now, actually. Maybe there'll be a sign for his uh, thing. <laughs> the big D. Looking for the D in Escanaba. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so. What was I, I? I had a thought there. Where was I going with I this? I don't know. Else we did no. Are you no. Oh, Rich and Rich and um, Jim. Jim. They uh, they spoke as well. Not as much. Uh, they opened up the floor to a town hall meeting uh, for anyone to give their sightings, and there was quite a few people that raised their hands and said that they had sightings. But I think two people two or three got yeah. up there. It was the podcast. Oh yeah, the podcast What's guy. His name? What's his name? <laughs> uh, do you know his name? No. Okay. There's a new podcast, and uh, he invited me to be on it. So when that comes out, and I get a phone call, his, his card is in my wallet. Yeah. I have his name, but I talked to him at the beginning of the day, you know, this morning, and it's it's long gone. No idea what his name is at this point. No idea is his podcast Sorry, was. You, um, you know, mm, we give you a plug, but because he's driving. Yeah, we can't really look it up right now, and I apologize for that. I really should uh, figure that out. But again, uh, if we go on his podcast, he's only got one podcast out so far, right? Yes. And they're just starting out. They're from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and they're really big into UFOs and telling people stories because they want to get the, the information out and stuff. And um, Give you a safe place to tell your story that you won't be ridiculed or laughed at or whatever. They just want to help and connect you with the people that can help you if you have other problems. Yep. So. Yep. So uh, when uh, when he reaches out to me and uh, gets in touch or if I get home, I will uh, make sure that I like his Facebook page and I'll share it on the Caps page as well. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, I looked up his podcast on Stitcher and it was not on there. So I, I can't even check to see what it was. But um. Um, what, uh, what else? <laughs> well, there was a lot of vendors, or not a lot of vendors, but there was some nice vendors there selling stuff besides those guys and their books. Documenting the unknown. Yes. I there you go. Something. There you go. I remembered it was that in was my search podcast. history. That is the, yep, Documenting the Unknown is his podcast. Uh, it is not available on Stitcher. Because uh, that's what I use, but um, I'm not sure what it's available on. But it, like we said, it just has one episode out so far. So if you you go ahead and check that out, see if you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, obviously like, subscribe, share ours, share theirs. Um, yeah. 
So that wasn't all that we did this weekend though. So we got up here on Friday and uh, I, I guess I wasn't aware of this stuff. When we were in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, we picked up a, um, a rack card, like a, you know, you brochure. go to a hotel, a brochure, and, and it was for this place called Mystery Town, uh, Mystery Town, USA. And it was really cool. It, it advertised, you know, you could see Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and the Pharaoh's Tomb and all this stuff. And I thought, mm, this is really cool. And uh, we got to go check this out when we're in uh, Upper Michigan, you know. And um, it just turns out that this place was um, about 10 minutes away from the convention where we were. Uh, we had to cross the big uh, the bridge. What's the bridge? Mac Mackinac Bridge? big bridge about a couple miles long bridge and uh so we went across the bridge and right on the other side of it smack dab there behind the big giant hot dog mm -hmm. <laughs> across the street across the street from the big giant hot dog can't miss the hot dog if you miss no. mystery town you won't miss the hot dog yeah hot dog's like bigger than a bus <laughs> and uh we did not check out the hot dog i'm sorry to say so but um, out of time yeah, we we had things to do. Yep, we had other stuff to do that yeah uh, yesterday that day <laughs> you know, the other day <laughs> the other day that was only a day ago um, wasn't even barely 24 hours at this point but so uh, Mystery Town is really cool uh, they have Bigfoot in there a couple Bigfoots um, what else Loch Ness monster they have a what I would assume is like a replica of what supposedly is a baby Loch Ness monster that uh, washed up on the shores of Loch Ness several years ago and it was put into storage and then they, they found it like recently or whatever and, and this was like a little replica of the little Nessie. Um, they have a black hole that you can go through and um, a lot of space, vortex. Um, those are cool. Um, there's a, yeah, King Tut's tomb. Yep. King Tut. <laughs> count the spiders. Yeah. You get a prize at the end if you count all the spiders. No spoilers. I got it right. <laughs> well, the spo spoilers isn't that I got it right. That I got it right, but I won't tell you how many spiders are on the wall. Go check it out. And um, we did post pictures of this on our Facebook, so you can see some of the pictures from inside mystery town or on our facebook page um which is wisconsin caps on facebook or anywhere else this is like a, a chain of these yeah. places there are more around the u.s you know like franchises or whatever even. it sounded that way yeah. yeah i'm not sure if they were all mystery town or if they were other different attractions that they owned. i think they were all the same and they just built yeah so built here and there up. and everywhere they're all like touristy kind of like for, yeah, I was gonna say for anybody in Wisconsin, it it was very the Wisconsin Dells kind of feel yeah. to it, like the Top Secret or uh, Wizard Quest. If you've been to either of those, that's kind of what it felt like being in there. Um, but it was just a walkthrough. You could take pictures with stuff and that. It's it's touch friendly. I mean, it's kid friendly, children, very yeah. kid friendly. Kids yeah. hands on can touch things and stuff. And there's no you know, if you compare it to a haunted house, it's like that, but it's not uh, scary it, it, there's no actors in there to scare you or anything there's actually, there's buttons there's no you can press buttons yeah, and hear you like hear the you can hear nessie mermaids. yep mermaids. mermaids yep uh and atlantis 
that yes, was it. Atlantis. Yep. Um, but you can press buttons in there. It sets off different. The Area 51. Yeah. Was in there. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely if you're interest, interested in any of this weird stuff, it's uh, definitely interesting. It's it's cool. It's it's literally at the very top of Lower Michigan. So if you drive straight up, it's it's at the top of, of Lower Michigan, and it's just over the bridge from Upper Michigan. Like, it's over the bridge and then, like, two minutes. So it's it's right there. But um, it's, it's like, ten minutes from St. Agnes. 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 Whatever. Agnes. St. Agnes. Like, Agnes is like with an A. Ignorant. <laughs> Agnes. That's me. Yeah. Ignorant ass. Yeah. St. Ignorant ass. I could take a minute and learn the name, but I'm Here's too ignorant to hell with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. Oh, uh, gift shop. There's a huge yeah. gift shop. Huge gift shop. And you have everything from pirates to Atlantis to Bigfoot souvenirs. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Loch Ness and aliens Egypt and stuff. Egypt. Egyptian. Um t-shirts, all dinosaurs. kinds of dinosaurs. Yeah, there dinosaurs. dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs in there, in there too. too. Yep. <laughs> you in the dark, black like dinosaurs. Um that, that was fun. I, I it wasn't that long to get through. We took our time and kinda read stuff because it's it's kid friendly, you can touch, there's buttons, but there's also information. Um, it's pretty uh, basic information. And stuff yeah. Oh, yeah. If you um, want to stand in there and read it all. Yep. You know. There's actual, like, evidence stuff in there. You know, like, uh, like she said, like, newspaper articles of events. Um, there's the, the Patterson-Gimlin uh, original newspaper article from when they, they released the footprints and stuff. Or the, yeah, the footprints in the video. They had that newspaper article in there. That was kind of neat. And other stuff like that. And they have footprint casts. Um, for Bigfoot and that, not Nessie, obviously. That'd be a flipper print. Hmm. You know, but there was that. that video thing too. It's like a, a viewing window, underground yep. viewing, and you can push the button and Nessie comes right up to the window and looks yep. at you. Yeah, it, was it, cool. was, it was pretty neat. Yeah, it was very well done, very, um, I don't want to say professional, obviously it's perfect. very yeah. um, visually pleasing yeah very uh artistic and detailed it was, it was fun um, but when i i forgot the brochure in my car and i was googling this place and all i could remember was mystery so i typed in mystery spot and sure enough mystery spot popped right up and the mystery spot though is not mystery town usa but about five to ten minutes the other direction from where the conference is, is the mystery spot. And uh, the mystery spot is a 300-foot circle that, um, uh, what do you call those guys? Not landscapers. Um, land surveyors. Land surveyors were up here, and they were trying to set up their equipment during the logging days of, of up here. And their plumb bob and the level would not stay level in this area. And they started to feel very dizzy and queasy. And they realized that 
there was a very strong magnetic pull to the east and all of their equipment was offset and pulling in that direction. Um, so they, they surveyed this and they found out that it was only in this 300 foot circle, the mystery spot. And since then, this little roadside attractions popped up there. They have a mini golf, zip line, a maze, and a gift shop, and then the mystery spot tour. So we, uh, we went in there and I thought, okay, this is great. Um, they let us record. So we have this all documented and everything and uh, take pictures, whatever we wanted on the tour. And uh, we went in there with equipment and we went in with uh, the EMF meters, a couple different ones of those and the Eddy. And we tried to take readings in there to see if there was any kind of weird uh, electromagnetic phenomenon or anything that we could detect to prove this. Um, so we'll get into that a little. We'll let, let's. We'll get. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll tell you what we got. We didn't really find anything weird on the EMF. There was some weird EMF spikes, but it could have been the people around us with a cell phone. The other people on the tour. Um, there was only two other people on the tour with us, but I mean, we couldn't ask them to turn off their cell phones to, you know, play with us. But um, they were taking pictures. So. They were taking pictures, yeah, and that, um, which was fine. That you know, we didn't we didn't you know get permission to do a private tour or anything. You know, we were just checking it out. But um, we didn't find anything really off about it. There was high EMFs, but not that couldn't have been caused by a cell phone. So. Eh, interesting but so here's what happens is you go through there and there's this kind of weird crooked house or building that they put in there and it has a roof it's got walls and then the floor though is built at an angle and when you first go in the the tour guide tells you um, you know here's a here's a little uh, angle basically a Yep. Plat two cement platforms. And depending on, they were, he took two people that were the same height. Perfectly level. Put them up there. Yeah, showed us the Perfectly level. level. Both the cement blocks are perfectly level. Yeah. And one of them is inside the 300 feet. One of them is right on the outside of it. Yeah. And so he put the two of them up there. And where I was standing, which is inside the circle, um, looked the same height but the girl next to me she definitely saw that her husband or whatever he was boyfriend I don't know was definitely taller than Barnaby and then they switched places and it was the other way around you know that her husband was much shorter than Barnaby but to me where I was standing they both looked the same so I can't say you know that it was a big difference but then again I was standing so yeah when when I got up there I mean we were about the same height and when I was inside the circle he was about eye level with me I would have said and like I could almost see like eye to eye with him and when we switched I was staring at his forehead <laughs> so I noticed the difference outside the circle he appeared to be shorter to me but uh, 
when I was outside the circle, he was taller than me. I'm sorry. No. No. Shorter. Yeah, he was yeah, shorter he was inside. Short. He was taller you were shorter first. inside the circle. Yeah. And he was shorter. Yep. That's right. So that was weird. I mean, it wasn't too weird. I don't know. It, but I did notice it when you were standing there. So from my perspective. Yeah, I could tell on your faces that you you both were seeing totally different, you know, looking at each other <laughs> than, than you did the other way around. And then, but to me, standing there looking at you, I, you both still look the same height to me. But like I said, I you know, I was in the circle and she was out. So I don't know. And yeah. so was he. He was outside the circle too. The the guide. Was he? You know. Yeah, he was outside. He was across from her. Okay. Yeah, I was. I wouldn't have been able to tell you exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So then you you went in, and then uh, what do you call like a like a downspout kind of thing? A gutter. A funnel? Not a funnel. Uh, yeah, like a gutter kind of. And he rolled this ball along it, and he rolls it uphill, and it it bounced off the end plate of this thing, and then rolled back towards him. And he said, "Okay, now this is you know perfectly. I think that was level two. Mm -hmm. no. Everything was level. Yeah. All and the angles were level." It looked straight. It looked straight. That's, I think, what it was. And then he... No, it was going... Yeah, it rolled uphill. Yeah, ba basically what this yeah. was is the ball rolled uphill is what happened. And then he goes, well, if you think the ball is, you know, magic or something, he took a cup of water and poured it in there, and the water ran uphill as well. And then in, back into the bucket. Um, so I don't know how it was right. It was a big, like, gutter that he was yeah. playing with. Yeah. It was just drain. And uh, so that was that. And then we went into the next room, and uh, that's when, when you started to have problems. Oh, I, I already had problems. There's a railing along the wall, and I had to hang onto the railing because my whole stomach was, like, coming up. It wasn't, I wasn't sick to my stomach. It just, just turned my stomach. And the, the first room was bad, and then the next room, the railing was on the, first room it's on the sidewall in the next room it's on the back wall so I had to get to it and I could not stand with my back to the wall because my stomach would just come up and I had to stand sideways and it's on a slant you know so, but that was the only way I could feel halfway normal and then he'd do all his demonstrations and he's like don't you want to try no I couldn't move or I would have fallen for one thing or you know, I'm, I'm not very well balanced anyway, but, you know, I mean, I just, I couldn't move. It just made me sick. So then, and each room got progressively worse. The longer you and, were in there. Yeah. And I'm just like, nope, I'm just standing right here and, you know, watched everything, and, but I wasn't moving. For the sake of science, I went and I, I did everything. Uh, that he said you want to try this and stuff to see you know what it felt like in that there was a two-foot high platform That he had us go stand on and I didn't quite understand the purpose of it It was just to feel like it wasn't as high. Yeah. Yeah, it, supposedly it was two feet high off the ground But when he walked up to it, he said it seems like it's six inches off the ground So I'll was give very, you that very yeah. easy to step up onto it. Yes. But when you jumped off of it It was a two-foot drop yeah, I'll so, give you that. I'll yeah, give you that. Yeah, that's what. That's it how didn't feel anything because I got up there really yeah, easy. Yeah, everybody. And you know, I was like, "What am I supposed to do up here?" 
They and then I stepped down and right I was over. like, yeah, it's, it's pretty far down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, then he had us, uh, there was a chair and it was leaned up against the wall, not leaned up against the wall, it was sitting on the, the floor, four feet on the floor, the back was up against the wall, and he said, okay, go sit in it and try and get up without using yeah without using your hands and the guy tried and he couldn't the girl tried and she couldn't and I went over there and I sat down and, and he goes are you gonna try I said no and he goes why not I said because there's no way it was literally like the wall was pulling you back it was a force holding my back to the chair there was no way I could even like with my hands pull my back off of that chair it was very strong so then he took the chair and there was a like two by four screwed to the wall and he set the chair on its back legs on this the is two a chair by made of like two by solid fours. wood two by four yeah. chair yeah it's a heavy chair set the chair on its hind legs against, uh, the, wall. against the wall and balanced it so it was like sitting straight only it was hanging off the wall and the two by four was against the wall the two inch way so it was only right. sitting on the two you know the not even two barely inches. barely sitting on the back that. legs are sitting on this little two inch ledge and it yep. just sat there against the wall and he yep. says he usually does it with kids and he puts a kid in the chair and then tips it, moves it. Or is no that, that was something road? else okay that was Never something mind. else he did with the chair that he couldn't do because it was too low you could yeah. sit in it at a weird angle and it felt like you were sitting straight. That's what he said, but there wasn't enough room for us to do it. Yeah. You had to be a little kid to do it because of the way it was sitting. Um, and the whole time he's given this this speech to us, he's got his feet and his <laughs> his like calves at probably like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. And he's standing like straight up like it's no problem. Yeah. When he's, he he's talking. he stood on that little two inch ledge too with his feet yeah. Bottoms oh, of the his toes feet. of his feet. Yeah, he stood on his toes and at the bottom of his feet against the wall. And he was just standing up there and he said, this is fine. And he said, actually, you'd think your toes would be being smashed because you're standing on your toes. And he said, no, it was his heels that hurt. And it was well, all the pressure was, was on his heels. Back. So, I don't know. Yeah, I that mean, was I very interesting. It, but I don't understand. And then, I, I don't remember what was in the next room. There was another room. And then the the crooked board. Yeah. Well, the first room too. There was a ramp, and you guys went and stood on it, and it, you totally were leaning way backwards. Like if you're oh, looking yeah, at a yeah. clock, your head was like at ten, and your feet were at five. You know, and 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 you guys thought you were all standing straight up, but you weren't. Huh. You know, so. Yeah. in there um, it wasn't that bad for me but uh, I don't really have too much of a you know like nausea from that kind of stuff you know um, there's a, a vortex that is like at haunted houses it's this um, spinning tunnel. metal metal walkway and then this spinning tunnel around you and it's supposed to disorient you and make you feel like the tunnel's spinning and I can walk across them no problem and 
she has to close your eyes and just Run. to get across it. Yeah. And just hang onto the railings and go. I have seen a lot of, of people crawl across those yeah. because they're so disorienting. And there's there's been a couple of those that have actually got to me, but I know how they work and I, they don't phase me that often. But that's kind of the feeling that you got in this place. It was just that spinning, disorienting feeling. So then the last room, there was this basically like, we'll say another 45 degree angle ramp. And you were supposed to walk up it and back down and say which way was easier. And I thought, you know, they're both about the same. And he goes, well, they should be about the same because it's perfectly level. And then he got out a ball and a level and showed you that the ball would sit flat anywhere along this board. Now, not a board it was a big ramp and the level sat there and it was perfectly level um, perfectly level and, but it, it looked like it was going up at a, a 45 degree angle now oh that was in the other room the, the, the hanging plumb bomb oh yeah so now yeah, for some people me. yeah for some people that might you know like me that are pretty scientifically oriented you know that this place might be you know messing with you you know the way it's built is obviously built crooked mm -hmm. And he admitted that that has something to do with like the disorienting effect in that. But here's the thing is, um, he had this weight on a chain that just free hung in the, the room. Now, if it hung straight down, no matter what, even if the floor was crooked, it should hang straight down. Like your, your floor or whatever isn't gonna affect that. And he swung it and anybody that knows physics knows that from the highest point of a swing, it will never re return back to a higher point. And he gave it a slight swing forward and it went back and hit the back wall higher than it did when he started. Um, so right there you have this weird um, weirdness to it. Yeah, so it, it was definitely pulling again to the east. And then um, he, he let it go he kind of centered it and let it hang and it hung way to the east as well and he said if you guys have anything you know that you can you know pendulum hang and i took off my my camera which is like on a neck strap my my still camera camera and i hung that out in front of me and from my perspective and everything that thing was swinging way out from where it was it should have been hanging straight down and it was not so that was the the room that i was missing in there And uh, so we, we got to the last room and we did that and that was pretty much the end of the tour. Mm -hmm. um, but by that time, you weren't good. Mm -hmm. um, no, because I didn't even, I have a purse around my neck and I didn't even try to have it swing out. I couldn't even do that much movement. Yep. I was done. It's very nauseating at that point. By the time I walked out of there and we stopped and looked at something in there yet after the, the tour was over. Yeah. No, 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 in, in the building. Oh. We were oh, we were looking at the EMF meters still. Yeah. And we were talking about those quick. And then we were the last ones there. There was one for us on the tour, but he was waiting at the door to the gift shop when we, we got there. Um, but yeah, we were, we were just kind of looking at the EMFs and talking about that a little bit. And when we got down to the gift shop, now the gift shop is out. Here's, here's another thing why it might have happened that way. Because then I left the disorientation and forced myself back into the normal realm, we'll say, outside of the spot. 
and I got sick. It was like my stomach was like just doing somersaults, very dizzy, not dizzy, very nauseous, very nauseous to the point where I was almost going to throw up. Um, and we were there in the gift shop probably while Barbara came up mm -hmm. and she, she met us there. Um, and so we were talking to her outside, talking to her outside. I bought a t-shirt. I bought a bunch of other stuff. They had to find my size t-shirt. We were probably in there for another 20 minutes to a half hour before, um, we left. And then we walked across the street and we did the maze. It's, it's yeah, but before that, we were talking outside of the gift shop when Barbara first got there. I think, I don't know, outside the gift shop. And they both looked at me and they go, you're standing crooked. Yeah. And the ground is flat out there and they're fine, but I was leaning. And I said, yeah, I get off, I can't come back you know so they're both looking at me and they're going you're leaning and I'm like I, I can't fix it you know it's in there too long yeah so but then then we went across the street yeah we went across like, the street and uh, walked the we we walked through the maze and walking across the street was even difficult for me it was very dizzy very nauseous yeah. and I was not I mean I was okay but I wasn't feeling good you know yeah. like it was definitely affecting you um, and we went across the street. We did the, the maze that was over there. <laughs> we made it through that. Uh, we all got out safely, obviously. Um, and then uh, we went and played mini golf. And by the time we were done with, or by the time we kind of started mini golf, I yeah, think I better. had gotten over the nausea. So it probably yeah. took me, we'll say, 30 to 45 minutes yeah. to get back to feeling decent. Um, and like I said, I was a little disoriented. It was hard walking in there, but it didn't make me sick until I got to the gift shop. And then it, it must have like reverted me back to normal. And then I didn't, I couldn't handle it. But it was weird. It was definitely weird. Um, but yeah, and that is right in St. A. Ignis. St. A. A. Ignis. <laughs> yep. Two. That's about five miles um, to the to the west of St. Agnes. And a uh, mystery spot. Kind of cool. Um, but other than... Golf was fun. I won. Yes. <laughs> Me and Barbara tied. 55 and you were... 45? 42 40. or something. Oh, it wasn't that good. She also <laughs> got good. multiple holes in one. Yes that Barbara didn't see, didn't believe, but yeah. actually are on video. There's there's documented proof of these holes in ones. We were not happy about them. No. The average she probably got was two per hole. Yeah, and there's only two holes that I didn't do very well. Yeah, and, and me and Barb probably averaged three, I would say, per hole. Three to four. No, Barbara had like 10 on that one hole. <laughs> Just the one where it was way over in the grass. The whole thing. Yeah, missed the whole course. <laughs> Chucked it, hit the edge, bounced off, went about like 10 feet, almost went into another golf, uh, mini golf lane. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. We let her start that one over. Yeah. Didn't do much better the second time, but she did do better. Yeah. <laughs> stayed on the same, stayed on the right hole at least. <clears throat> So, 
another fun weekend. Um, tomorrow we are back out squatching. Can't tell you where, but uh, it will probably come out the end of this year. And this episode, uh, we've been doing a lot of work there. Um, and uh, wow, well, I guess we can tell you we, we told you we've been up in mountain stuff. already. We're we're working in mountain again tomorrow, and uh, we've we've gotten some evidence, and we're going for. We're going for broke tomorrow, so we're gonna. Try. We're gonna find those those candy fairies we've been chasing. Oh yeah. Yeah, you want to tell that story? Because I don't think that'll be probably part of the episode. Oh. <laughs> Not part of the episode. That was the coolest thing. Yeah, well, it wasn't really on video when you did it. I heard you guys doing it, but no. I, I don't camera? think it was. It would only been on the van camera. Oh. Well, anyway. I had told Barbara about, you know, when we were down in Burlington, we had to gift the fairy trees and stuff or whatever. So I we found this three-trunked tree, and I said, let's put some M&Ms by it. So she had these peanut M&Ms. Okay, they're pretty big. And I had a blue one and an orange one, and I put them on one side of the trees and, you know, put them visibly there up, up you know, eye level, or not quite eye level, but... Um, pretty high up in the tree and then she had a yellow one and a red one or something and she put them on her side of the tree and she there was a little bitty leaf that kind of was stuck to the tree so she said I'm gonna put it right here on this leaf you know and it was visible right there on the side of the tree and I'm not sure where she put the other one but so then uh, well then we tried to build a fire and Barnaby didn't have any matches so we yep. had to take a trip back into town gas station and he had to get matches and, and Damn. yeah he got some snacks for Bigfoot but um, and marshmallows you know because we needed snacks too so then we came back and I said well let's go check the tree so we checked the tree all the M&Ms were still there you know and Barb's like oh yeah you know you put stuff out for these fairies and you know nothing happens and stuff <laughs> So then we went on with the rest of the inve investigation, and we were right there in the campsite. The picnic table 10, was... 10, 15 feet away yeah, from the tree the whole time. Not, not, yeah, not that far away. And the cameras, one further away was facing the tree, but, you know, and there was no noise in the campsite or anything. There was a chipmunk down the way I was watching, but he was a long way from us. And, uh, you know, we never heard anything. We did the investigation. We did some special effects kind of stuff. Special effects. <laughs> we didn't do special effects. Well, I don't want to tell them what you did. We, we, we tried some new techniques. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Not special effects. <laughs> well, they, were, they were effective. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we were so, you know, and I was trying to keep the fire going and do the other stuff at the same time. And, you know, and there was nothing there with us. You know, I mean, well, there was something there with us, but not, you know, physically, there were no animals around, you know. <clears throat> So then we get done with the oil investigation. Okay, we're gonna go and tear down and put all the cameras away. And I said, Barb, let's go look at the tree. We went back to the tree and all the M&Ms are gone. There was a little bit of a remnant of the blue one, just two little blue specks, kind of like in a spider web or something. Yeah. Uh, just, just little blue specks that were twinkling in this web kind of. And 
they're just gone. There's no remains on the ground, nothing crunched them or chewed them or broke them or threw them on the ground, nothing around there. We searched, nothing. So it's like, what was there with us in, you know, not even, you know, 15 feet away, not even 15, I don't think, from the other side of the picnic table. Yeah. Yeah, we did a podcast from there. We, you know, we were right there all yep, the rest the of the night. the podcast that just aired, uh, I believe it should have been last week with uh, Barbara and introducing her. Yeah. Yep. We were right there. And I don't know. So, you know, <laughs> and now, you know, Barbara's kind of freaked out about these candies that disappeared. And I told her they would. You know, I've told her that we've gone into Burlington, put them down, you know, thank the fairy. Or we can't thank the fairies, but, you know, talk to the fairies and then uh, ask them for um, guidance and, you know. Safe passage. Yeah. I did that when we put the candy in the tree and then uh, you know come back out of Burlington and they're all gone you know granted there's you know critters there but still every one of them gone you know but yeah this tree was definitely different because this stuff would have had to climb the side of the tree you know, or walk up you know maybe there was something bigger that came up and just really quiet. And, and here's what I didn't know. I didn't know they were peanut M&M's. Yes. I thought they were just milk chocolate no. M&M's. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's even better because yeah, those I, are even harder to disappear than I, I thought they were just regular M&M's. No, I forgot my M&M's. So she had mm. some peanut ones. And she, she gave me two. And we tried to give them to you. I told her to give you some, but you didn't. You I didn't was working anything. on setting up cameras at the time. Yeah. So he didn't get to put any out, but we did. So now we're going to go back and talk to this tree again. See where the M&Ms went. Try it again. Yeah, I was aware of what you guys were doing. Yeah. But I, I didn't go over there and I didn't specifically record it or yeah. nothing. But And the leaf was still stuck to the tree where she had put that M&M. And it's on the side of the tree. This, this little bitty, um, almost oval little leaf. And it was still stuck there to the side of the tree. And she's like, I put the M&M right there. You know, there was kind of an indent. And put the M&M right there. And it, the leaf is there, but it was gone. I don't know. I was kind of amazed that it was gone. I just was kind of kidding her, you know, like, we're going to put this candy out. I thought, sure, it'd still be there. Nope. I've got a very uh, interesting introduction to squatching and fairies in that yeah. woods that night. She's like, what do you mean they take the candy? Yeah, well, they're going to take it. Yeah, they're going to take it. <laughs> so that's a whole other story. Yeah, I'll have to check now that you, you brought it up. I'll see if it's actually on any of the cameras you guys put it out. But I don't know that it is. It might be on the security cameras of the van. Mm -hmm. But I thought I was wearing You're probably a doing it in the background. Wasn't I wearing but, a camera? No, because when we when we set up a base camp like that, we usually just have tripod cameras. Oh yeah. So well, next I had mine on because the other stuff wasn't done yet. But. And I don't think she took pictures. Because no. usually she takes pictures of everything we do. I don't think she did. But we made sure that we made note of where we put them. We do have video of them gone though. Because I came over there at the end and yeah. uh, documented that they were gone. Because I was, I mean, I wasn't like I said familiar with. The whole thing that was going on but i knew the gist of what they were doing over there 
and uh, when they said all the M&Ms are gone, then I came over there and I looked on the ground to see if they were laying there or around the area, anywhere in the tree, or down in the tree. Nope, nothing. Except the little blue fragments. Mm -hmm. But that was it. It wasn't even a whole M&M smash there. It was just... Mm -hmm. That's why I thought it was just a regular... Um, a little M&M. No, yeah, like was, a plain M&M, not a peanut. It was peanuts. Yeah, because it wouldn't even been a whole half of a plain M&M mm -hmm. left. There was not much left. No, it was just like the, the candy kind of... The shell. Leaked off, you know, just the coloring leaked off into a little speck. Because it wasn't even a piece of shell or anything. It was just specks of blue. Yeah. Oh. Something came. Yeah. <laughs> and we were right there. So, you know, we're like... Hey, Captain. That was... That was a little close, yeah. Hey, Copper. Hey, Copper. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm here. Here comes the captain. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's going to be a good episode. Um, so check that out. That'll be out in December. Uh, coming up in October, we have the uh, um, uh, Barbara and Rick, um, the newest members of our team. And that episode is currently in production right now, and that one will be out early October. And then in December, we will have the Mountain Wisconsin Bigfoot episode. Uh, and then you get to see what we've been working on up there all year. And uh, that'll take us into next year in our really big episodes. So it's it's ramping up here, guys. You gotta, if you're not a fan on uh, Facebook, make sure you like it. If you're not subscribing to the YouTube, you want to make sure you're seeing all these episodes. Because uh, there's, some, there's some cool stuff coming up. Um, and as far as us, we are going to be, where are we going to be next? Uh, August 22nd, we have public paranormal investigations of bean snappers in Mackville, Wisconsin. Uh, ghost investigations there. Uh, you can bring your own equipment or uh, use some of ours and uh, come out and check out the paranormal that's going on there. And that's been getting worse. <coughs> Not worse, I mean amped up as well. Um, I actually get your tickets online. Get your tickets online. They're on our website. So that we know you're coming. Yep. You know, it's better to know how many are coming. Yep. And we are running every Sunday except um, Halloween in October. So if you can't make the August one, get your tickets for October. And we expect that to sell out all the October ones because that's more Halloween and stuff. So um, big stuff coming up for that. But like I said, um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not. I actually saw the shadow man at Bean Snappers now, um, in in person, my own eyes. I've seen it. Um, we've in had shadow. other yeah, in, in shadow, <laughs> not in person, in shadow. Um, he was pretty impressive. He was probably about six foot tall. Uh, he was standing behind me. I saw him on the corner of my eye. I turned and looked, and he was gone. But it is the exact description that everyone else there has been saying he's there, and that was the first time I actually got to see him. And um, Keg saw him, I believe that was the same night, standing in the back hallway again, too, and he, he called me over there. And so that was that was interesting. We've had other weird noises and things happen there as well. So activity is pretty, pretty going on at, at Bean Snappers. Oh, and here's our shout-out for Dirty, because since I'm on the topic of Bean Snappers, Dirty. There you go. There's your shout-out for this episode. Um, <laughs> and uh, after that... We will be Labor Day weekend, Saturday and Sunday. 
we are hosting the um, Hayden Adventure Tours. You can come up and take the tour and see the evidence, decide for yourself at the Hayden Adventure in Upper Michigan. That will be uh, just about 20 minutes out of Menominee, Michigan. And uh, we, are, we are offering the same tour that uh, Craig had offered up there. 20 minutes out of Marinette, Wisconsin. That too? Yeah. Oh, Marinette, Menominee, yeah. Either way. <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> One or the other. Um, yep, so those uh, you can get tickets for that as well. Or um, you can come out. We're offering two tours a day. Uh, you can expect the tours to be about, I'd say, three hours. It's it's a pretty, pretty intense, not intense, pretty... Uh, Boring? No. <laughs> That's the opposite of intense. Things are it's, 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 it's a pretty elaborate tour, I guess. You know, yeah. you, we cover a lot of stuff. Um, everything that Craig used to tour, and then some of the stuff that we've experienced as caps since then that wasn't part of his original tour. So we go over all that with you, take you around to different locations on the property and show you that. And tickets for both of those are available on the website. This will be the last time that Hayden is offered this year though because um, as we've said many times, Barb does hunt and the property gets shut down uh, the end of Labor Day and that for hunt season, she starts baiting and everything for that. So, um, yep, so that'll be the end of the month. And then in September, September, uh, we are off to West Virginia and we will be at the Mothman Festival. We will not have a booth, but uh, you can catch up with us there. Uh, meet us in person if you guys are listening from other parts of the you know United States or whatever you know, and you can't get up to Wisconsin. Maybe you can head to uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It's kind of centralized over on the East Coast there, kind of close for everybody there. Um, and uh, we'll be walking around with our. Uh, caps shirts and stuff and you'll find us and we might have some souvenirs and merchandise and stuff along so you'll have to ask and see uh, it all depends on which vehicle we end up taking and how many of us actually all go but there should be probably two to two to four of us along that trip um, and after that we will be in Oh, actually, after that, um, the following weekend in September, and I can't remember the date. You guys can look it up. It's um, the Milwaukee Paracon. 25th. 25th, September 25th. No? Yeah? I think that sounds right. Saturday is the 18th before that, so you add 7 to it, it'd be 25. There you go. So September 25th, uh, Paracon. I will actually be speaking at that convention um, in Milwaukee as well as Allison Jornlin and I believe I, I, I posted all this on our Facebook page so you can check it out there for sure uh, T will be speaking at that one and I think Mike Huberty he is uh, the guy that runs the American Ghost Walks uh, Ghost Tours um, and they do the Chicago Ghost Tours take you around tell you different historical ghosty things that are going on down there and uh, they have one in Madison and one in Milwaukee, um, American Ghost Tours. And I, I did link that on our Facebook page as well. 
So go back and check that out. Um, and we'll post more information when it gets closer as well on that. But yeah, that takes us out to about September. So uh, anything you want to add? I think so. Cool. Like that. <laughs> and definitely if you guys have any questions or uh, you know need any help with anything or have a sighting, we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, we did see a, a UFO the other day, you know, so. That's true. We're still looking. That yep. was actually yesterday. Yep, yesterday. Michigan. Crossing the bridge. UFOs. Um, it is definitely a UFO. It could have possibly been a plane, but it was a very weird plane, if it was. Um, so, yeah. Radio. I guess uh, that wraps up this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you found it entertaining and enjoyable and learned a little bit about the mystery spot. Uh, if you want to go experience it for yourself, it's, you know, like I said. Yeah. Go get sick. It's fun. <laughs> Seriously, what is that in the ditch? Yeah, what is that in the ditch? It's a, somebody mowing the lawn. mowing the lawn. Like a Bigfoot. Came out of the ditch and out of nowhere there. Yep. There's a bear. There's a bear over there. Bear mailbox. Alrighty, that just about does it for this episode. So uh, we want to thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm Barnaby. I'm Ma. Uh, I'm looking at pelicans. <laughs> I like pelicans. You're cool. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, visit our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to our YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also submit your sightings and encounters. And don't forget to check out our online store for t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you have had an encounter with something unexplained in or around Wisconsin, we would love to hear about it. You can send us an email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com or to submit an anonymous report, visit our website and click Report Your Encounter on the main page. Whew, that was quite the investigation tonight, Ethan. Yep, sure was. Oh, hey, hey it's still early. You got to get home? Nope. What do you uh, what do you say we stop out at the Bean Snappers Gentlemen's Club for a little while? Yeah, I'm not arguing or insulting you, so what do you think? Well, that's a change for one. <laughs> the door's open, I'm walking through it. <laughs> hey Keg, how's it going? Good, how are you guys doing? I'll go through the spiel even though you've been here before. Welcome to Bean Snappers. We're open Wednesday through Saturday, five to bar close. It's ten dollars to get in, it's two drink minimum. No touching the girls. There's ghosts here again, so thanks for being here. <laughs> Support the performing arts at Bean Snappers Gentlemen's Club, Mackville, Wisconsin, Highway 47. All naked, all the time.